Welcome to BrainCore, the podcast that introduces you to new psychology and neuroscience research. I'm Tolu Faramika, and I'm joined by my co-host, Christina Balkanis. So it's been a minute. Um, we did not put up an episode last month um, or in February either, but that may just reflect how busy our schedules are. So Christina, what's up on your end? What's what's new with you? <laughs> I think we talked about it a bit in the our new chapter episode, but basically just getting swamped by med school. We're on to our next semester now. Um, I'm actually starting off with new project with one of the professors here on dreams in neuroscience. So they're looking at how COVID, the pandemic might have influenced people's dreams and then how dreams influence mental health or how like mental health influences dreams as well. Um, But other than that, like you were saying, just busy, busy trying to find a spot where we can both come together and record a podcast. So I'm glad that we were able to do that today. But uh, what's 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 new with you, Tola? Yeah, so um, I've been rounding down this semester, you know, I'm graduating at the end of it, so that's really exciting for me. Um, Also been uh, leading the African Impact Initiative students team on campus, um, and also been finishing up my thesis, so like thesis day is coming up soon, um, but that's kind of what I've been up to, but we're going to try and hop back on track today so we are joined by chloe duckworth um and to refresh everyone's memory chloe was in our bonus episode three and she talked about three of the projects that she co-founded so she co-founded valence brainstrong and hope-hearted she's also studying computational neuroscience and philosophy at the university of southern california um chloe i know it's been a second but how are you what's been new with you and is your schedule as busy as it was? <laughs> um, thanks, Tolu. Yeah, I'm very busy right now, unfortunately. Um, it's my final semester at the University of Southern California in Los Angeles. So finishing up school, um, we're also about to launch a product surveillance, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But um, it's been a very busy time. Oh, wow. It's your final semester, too. Yeah, I'm taking um, some courses over the summer to finish out my degree, but this is my last semester. That's so exciting. So are you going to be doing, like, valence full-time, or what's your... any plans? Yes. So we'll be working full-time um, on valence after graduation. So very excited. I've been doing this student entrepreneur grind for the past year and a half. Um, And it's Mm -hmm. definitely been really fun, but it's been a struggle in terms of time management and making sure that I have time for attending classes and all of the meetings that come along with starting a company. So um, I'm excited to have more time to really dedicate to Valence. Wow, that sounds nice. I think everyone that's asked me about how I feel about graduating, I always say it's a mix of like fear and excitement. Um, Is that similar for you or are you just like, I'm ready to leave? (laughs) I think I've been ready for a while. Um, You know, there's obviously always anxiety with starting a new chapter and all of the challenges that come along with starting a company so young, but I'm really excited for the future. I think we have a lot of exciting plans for the next year and so um, just ready to get started okay that's a good that's a good outlook to have I think 
Um, so you talked about a product and that's what this episode is going to be about. So what is the product? So um, Valence Vibrations, for the listeners that didn't listen to the first um, podcast, is a company delivering emotional subtitles in different um, video conferencing platforms and hardware products. So we're a consumer tech company that's trying to improve emotional perception across people of different demographics. The company started with a neurodiversity focus, trying to translate across neurotypes and has since expanded to translating across different cultures and accents and trying to improve emotional communication on a much larger scale. So the product that we're going to be launching um, around the end of this month actually is the Apple Watch version of Valence. It's called Vibes and Vibes will be an emotional subtitle technology for any conversation that you're having when you're wearing your Apple Watch. You can be interpreting the emotions of people that you speak with and also your own emotions and the way that you are emoting to them. And it's delivering emotions as a real-time haptic feedback mechanism where each emotion is attributed to a unique vibration pattern. And it also has um, emotional labels on the watch face. And so it's a, a really unique experience for people to better understand the emotions of people that they're speaking with in a real-time conversation. That's really exciting. So you mentioned the emotional perception. Um, and how before we were talking about you with valence and you were saying how the haptic wristband helps people perceive emotions based off vibrations. And now you're so you're ch- going to take it to an Apple Watch with an application that will be like your watch will vibrate. Is that how it's going to work? Yes. So essentially, um, the Apple Watch has a taptic engine, as they call it, um, which delivers vibrational feedback for notifications primarily. Um, A lot of people also use the Apple Watch haptics for navigation. So when you are trying to um, drive to a new place, it will give you the labels on when you should turn left or right, but also have attributed left and right vibrational patterns. And so we're using the on-device haptics in a similar way, but to convey emotions. So each pattern is attributed to a unique emotion. And then people can use these signals to improve their emotional perception in a conversation. That's awesome. Um, so just in case our viewers don't know, we're going to have the tote of the day, which is going to be emotional perception. If you had to define emotional perception, how would you define it? Yes. So emotional perception is our ability to perceive or understand the emotions of people that we're speaking with, to recognize them in a real-time conversation. And in order to empathize with someone, you need to first understand how they're feeling and be able to identify that Mm -hmm. in order to get to that added level of empathy. And so um, Milton, who is a researcher specializing in autism, created this theory called double empathy theory, where he described that autistic people struggle to perceive the emotions of neurotypical people and vice versa. Neurotypical people struggle to perceive autistic people's emotions. Because the emotional cues are demographic specific, people of different demographics struggle to understand each other's emotions. And um, so this theory was really revolutionary in the autistic and broadly neurodivergent communities because For so long, autistic people were sort of stigmatized as lacking empathy and 
the entire burden or onus of the emotional disconnect was placed on them. And I think what's so important about our product is that we are not trying to prioritize or stigmatize any one communication framework, but rather empower people of all neurotypes and cultures to communicate with their natural voice and their natural expressions without masking um, and have an ability to perceive those different signals from someone that they're speaking with, regardless of what demographic they're from. That's really cool, because um, what you were saying about the different demographics, too, even when I came, right now I'm in med school, but I'm in Cyprus, and one of the first things they told us is be careful from where you are in the world, because you might perceive the way people are communicating a lot differently, just because the people in Cyprus are more like emotional, loud. And they're like, just because somebody's talking to you loudly and using their hands, they're not mad. They're just, it's just how they were raised to communicate. So what would you say um, the main goal of the uh, valence is going to be? What's your main um, hope to achieve with valence? So we want to be the ubiquitous emotional subtitle technology for consumer technology products. Um, in the past couple of years, we've seen a huge emergence of accessibility technology in pretty much all virtual spaces, primarily with alt text, subtitle technology, um, things like increasing or decreasing screen contrast, etc. And I think that that's really started a you know, disability accessibility, accessibility revolution in the way that we're thinking about how we need to design an online and in-person space to encompass all of the unique abilities and neurotypes of the people that are in those spaces. And emotional translation technology is an added extension of that world, right? We're, we're communicating online with people all across the globe at virtually every second um, you have that ability. And people need the ability to change their ability to perceive emotions of people in these conversations. Because if you're very used to only speaking with people in your you know, demographic, your region, and now you have this whole new world accessible to you, we need to be able to adjust the way that we are interacting with that world to accommodate the added diversity. And I think that that's one of the big differences that the onslaught of social media and really um, the state of social networking right now that needs to catch up to the unique abilities and diversity of lots of different voices around the world. Yeah, you're complete. You're completely right. Um, there are so many like technological advancements. It's like why not use it to um, get everyone up to the same level in terms of in terms of accessibility. But my question to you is. Um, have there been any challenges bringing it to life? So any bumps along the way? So I think being student first-time founders has come with a good deal of challenges and just fighting to make sure that people take us seriously and recognize the potential and power of the product that we have created. And I think that because we really took a lot of time building relationships within the spaces that we now belong to, that really helped. Um, we were also blessed to have a lot of really strong 
mentors guiding us, making connections for us, opening doors for us. And I think that's so important um, when starting a company or just entering a new space, having people that are looking out for you and supporting what you do and supporting you emotionally through that process too is really important because it can be very um, you know, lonely and isolating road starting a company, especially being so young, um, you know, taking investor or, you know, business partner meetings and, um, you know, making sure that everyone respects the potential of your idea, especially being, you know, a, a young first time founding female neurodiverse team. Um, it's definitely been a struggle with regards to that but I think that we've been really blessed with all the support and advice that we've gotten along the way from so many different people and so that's what really has kept us going this long that's awesome it it definitely sounds daunting like to be in your position and especially being so young and as a student as well I was just going to say because being so young and um, you're talking about some of the stress and how it can be isolating um, how do you find the work-school-life balance doing all this? I make sure to take time for self-care. I think yeah. it's been a struggle, um, and I haven't always been the best at it, but just making sure I take times throughout the day to just, like, take a five-minute break has been really helpful. Um, I am someone that can really focus for a long period of time. Um, if I get up and walk around for a few minutes after, you know, completing each task. And so I usually make sure to at least go on one walk every day outside, away from my computer. Um, and that has really helped my mental well-being. No, I completely relate to that. Like, I always, I always have to take um, conscious time away from my, my laptop screen. Um, but so do you have any resources for people to learn more about Valence and your new product coming out? Yes. So our website, valencevibrations.com, which we can link in the description, um, will have more information about all of our products. Our Apple Watch launch is happening in a couple of weeks, so stay tuned. Um, you can download that from the App Store. It will be called Vibes. And um, we'll be sure to link more information on our site as well if you want to check us out. Um, and really thank you for listening. I appreciate everyone following my journey. Thanks to both of you for having me on again. Thank you so much, Chloe, for joining us. Um, it was definitely nice to catch up. Um, definitely. If you want to learn more about Valence, we're definitely going to be putting... Um, the website link in our bio, and you can let us know what you think about this product. Um, our email is thebraincorepodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at thebraincorepodcast and on Twitter at thebraincorepod. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you know what to do. Um, thank you so much for listening. We know this was a short episode, but we're hoping to be back next next month with a longer episode. Thank you so much. And we hope you are having a great brain day. Mm -hmm.